And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth to Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry, and we want to welcome you to this segment of our program. We have a great program prepared for you today, so stay tuned as we're going to be talking about patience and suffering as it pertains to the coming of the Lord. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. I thank you, Lord, that uh, you've given us signs of the end times to point to your soon return. But, uh, Lord, we're rather impatient. We want it to happen now, and when it doesn't, we get disappointed. So help us understand, Lord, how you want this to lay out and how you want us to react to it. And I thank you, Lord, for everyone tuned in in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth to Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista and Nathan Jones, as we're talking about patience and suffering. So make sure that you share this program with your friends and family so they can also be part of it. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nate, it's great to have you on. Great to always be ministering with you, brother. Oh, we're so excited, Nathan. I've been waiting patiently for this program. <laughs> Uh, hey, Wednesdays are the highlight of the week. I'm glad we can record them, and I, I'm so glad that you all could tune in. And uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries is the host for this uh, Truth Will Set You Free uh, podcast, and I'm glad you could turn in. And if you love Bible prophecy like Vic and I do, then I'm glad you could join us as we dive into yet another episode and get into really understanding the Word of God and, and how it can be applicable to us today. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. Hey, Nate, and also for someone who's new to the ministry, can you share with them what we do and also the resources that they can take advantage of? All right. Uh, well, this podcast, again, The Truth Will Set You Free, is uh, a, a ministry of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe the signs of the times point to Jesus' soon return, and that's the message we proclaim. Uh, check us out, uh, ChristInProphecy.org. That's our website. It's full of articles, television programs like our TV show, Christ and Prophecy. You can uh, check out our prophetic perspectives, videos on YouTube, on our Christ and Prophecy channel. Of course, social media and e-newsletter. We want to get you excited about the Lord's return and help equip you to live in these difficult times. So again, check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. Well, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And if any of you are Spanish speakers, reach out to us as well. We'll be glad to share with you some wonderful Spanish resources. And we're available to also share the prophetic word uh, in bilingual. So that's a good thing, right? Nathan, que tú y yo hablamos español en inglés. That means we both speak bilingual. Yes. Well, uh, you can check out our sister's site in Defense de la Fe, which is uh, hosted by Donald Dolmas. And he's connected to this ministry as well as our translator based in Nicaragua. So a lot of our materials that we produce are also duplicated and put on that website. And if you're looking for someone to preach and teach in your church in Spanish, Vic Batista can do both. Oh, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And that's why you and I have a lot of fun. And we just want people to know, hey, we are available for you to share the word of God prophetically, Spanish or English, or grab hold of these wonderful resources that Nathan just spoke to you about. Also, Nathan, another wonderful, a, a lot of exciting things happen in the ministry. Also, our very own Dr. Reagan, uh, he served, uh, of course, it, 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 as, as the president of this ministry and the founder for, gosh, it's been like 50 years, but now we have a little trans going on 41 years uh, the ministry was founded in um, April 1st April Fool's Day of 1980 and so Dr. David Reagan who's been our, our senior evangelist for all those 41 years uh, is retiring he's of course 82 and so he's wow. had a long road of ministry and uh, he wants to 
spend his remaining years. He's going to be a newlywed. He's getting married next month. Uh, but he also wants to spend his time. His real passion is writing books, books about Bible prophecy. He's written about 20 of them. Uh, and so that's what he wants to spend his time doing. Tim Moore, uh, Colonel Tim Moore, is now going to be our new director starting uh, next week. And I'll continue to serve as Internet Evangelist and Vic and Patrick Oliver as our assistant evangelists. Fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. And again, we just bring in individuals up to date in case they're not familiar with our ministry. So we're very, very exciting. And Nathan, of course, you and I have been partnering this ministry for over 10 years. And you and I always um, love to just encourage people with the coming of the Lord, with the soon return of the Lord. And sometimes people say, Vic, Nathan, I keep hearing you guys saying that over and over and over again. But the Lord hasn't come yet. And you and I want to say to them, be patient, right, Nathan? <laughs> well, one of the criticisms of this ministry is its mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Well, Dr. Reagan's been doing that since 1980. You know, I've been at the ministry 14 years, and you've served with us at least 10, maybe 11 or 12. And uh, so, yeah, people call up and say, well, you've been saying that the, the return of the Lord is soon, 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 soon. Well, to me, soon is like next week or next month, but not much longer than that. So you guys must be wrong. You're, you know, false prophets or doctrinally unsound. And even Jesus said that he would be returning soon. Matter of fact, he said it three times in Revelation 22. Surely I am coming quickly. Well, uh, I, we misinterpret quickly to mean like now, you know, it's got to be next week or next month. But when Jesus means quickly, it means when it happens, it'll happen quickly. That's the case. It boom, then it happens. So uh, we misinterpret it and misunderstand what the passages are saying. Uh, we know it's soon in that Jesus gave the signs of the end times as hints or clues to point to his soon return. And we're living in that time now. Israel especially is a nation again since May 1948. And the Lord said that generation, that the era that sees Israel become a nation again, is the era that will witness his return. Israel has had 73 years now. It's uh, This year, 2021, it became... The 73 years, and the Bible says a generation can be 70, uh, if 80, with their strength. So maybe that's the indication, but I believe that the word uh, genia it really means era, and we're living in the era of the Lord's uh, return, so we know that's going to happen soon. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. And of course, again, as we look at Second Timothy, I know that uh, the Apostle Paul, as he was encouraging uh Timothy in the ministry, likewise, was encouraging ministry. Uh, uh, Timothy, hang in there, be patient. And he gave them also some wonderful examples of what that means and what that looks like, what the Christian should be focusing on. And Nathan, we're going to go ahead and look at that in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I'll go ahead and open us up by reading verses 3 through 5. And maybe, Nathan, then you can read verses 6 through 10 just in case someone doesn't have a Bible so they can follow along with us in our study today. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, Paul, writing to Timothy, says, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one entangled in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Picking up in verse 6, the hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. 
but the work of God is not chained. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Oh, Nathan, I love these passages. You know, I, I just find that when it comes to ministry, a lot of times all of us are challenged with patience and waiting. And uh, I'm not much of a farmer, but you refer us there, verse six. And I think you would agree if we were in, in agriculture culture today, and we had a farm. It takes a lot of patience to see that fruit develop, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I've got some tomato plants in the backyard and like, <laughs> I want tomatoes. Where are they? But no, you know, you can't expect this tiny little plant to be giving you tomatoes. You have to wait. You have to be patient. Uh, you have to wait for the fruit to come in and be ready to be harvested. And, and there are so many harvest-type references in, in the Bible. Obviously, because you know, the biblical times was very agrarian as a society. So they used agrarian uh, illustrations to help the people understand biblical terminology. And so here we've got this. This idea that, wait, you know, we know the Lord's coming back. It's a promise, ironclad promise. Whatever God says will happen, so it will happen. Uh, but we need to take it in its context. And its context is that the Lord sees his return to harvest the earth, to bring those who love him and have accepted him as Savior up to heaven, and then and bring a new crop in through the tribulation, and then for him to return and set up his rule and reign on this earth through the millennial kingdom. Well, that's got to come into fruition. It's, it's like a fruit it needs to have time to grow and for all the pieces to fit together and and all the players to line up just right and we're seeing that in our day and age but it hasn't totally come together yet according to god's timing and therefore as a farmer you got to be patient just like the farmer and Nathan, that's a very good point. And, you know, sometimes people don't tie these things in together. Sometimes they don't tie uh, patience and prophecy. But we, 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 we find the illustration here as Paul is encouraging Timothy. But then we'll also find it in the, in, in the, in the book of James. Uh, Nathan, can you take us to James chapter 5, verses 7 through 8? And then we'll also look at James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. As these things are beautifully put together here, prophecy and patience according to the scriptures. Yeah, and here's another passage. It's very similar to 2 Timothy. James 5, 7 reads, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently forward until he receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Isn't it amazing, Vic, that here we got James, who was uh, the half-brother of Jesus, and uh, we're talking about, you know, 1900 years ago he wrote this, and he's saying the coming of the Lord is at hand. In other words, like, they were expecting it in the first century. Well, now we've got 2,000 years later, and we know it's, it's even more at hand than it was then. But we're still to be patient. Here the church has been patient for 2,000 years. Can you believe that? Nathan, and, and we're also going to recognize that, time, uh, I mean, God lives outside of time. And I oftentimes say, I thank the Lord that he didn't return 25 years ago because otherwise I would be in big trouble. Right, Nathan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to uh, understand that the church is a body of believers from Pentecost up to the rapture. And it's made up of people that the Lord has foreseen before time began who would choose him and accept him as Savior. Well, there are people out there who still have yet to accept Jesus as Savior. So the rapture of the church will not happen until that final person that's part, the last person to get saved in the church age, is going to get saved. And then 
that will be the full harvest of the church age, and then the Lord will be anticipating a harvest during the tribulation time period. Uh, so, yeah, we got to be patient, man. If if the Lord came back, you're right, 25, 30, 50 years, 200 years before we would have been born, much less saved. So praise the Lord for his patience. And Nathan, and I know there's a lot of people right now uh, listening to the program and they're like, well, Vic, I, I, I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to hang in there. It's just a lot of difficult things happening around the world. And I, I can I can understand that, Nathan. There are some days where I'm like, Lord, please just come today. Right. <laughs> oh, man. We've got a news feed on our website at ChristandProphecy.org. It aggregates a lot of um, news feeds from different uh, Bible prophecy related Jewish and world news and man, when I go through that, which I do periodically, it gets depressing. The world has gone nuts. I mean, wouldn't you say that people are fighting to get transgender athletes into girls' sports and calling it discrimination if, if men aren't allowed to compete in women's sports? Uh, you know, crazy stuff like that. This idea that we should have gender changes for children or this whole COVID pandemic, Lord, how much of it was legitimate and how much of it was... Uh, people acting crazy. I, you know, it's just we don't know a lot of this stuff, and the whole world seems to be nuts. Uh, recently, the Israel-Hamas war, the fourth one they've had, you know, it seemed like the whole world is is just on the brink of war. There's 57 wars, I'm, I was reading, or skirmishes going on in the world, an intense persecution of Christians, and what's most maddening is people calling evil good and good evil. To me, that that is the most hardest thing to understand. So, yeah, we're living in crazy time periods, and we want out of here, right? I mean, we're ready for the rapture, but again, we got to be patient, right? That's what the Bible tells us to do. Well, Nathan, yeah, and, and I agree. And not only does James tell us to be patient, but I, I love what you read there in verse 8, because it also says to establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord. is In other words, I think we just need to settle the reality. Hey, the Lord will come back. It might not be in my lifetime, but I know where I'm going when my life ends here. And regardless of what's happening around the world, right, Nation, you and uh, Nathan, you and I are established in that fact. We don't worry. We don't fear. Even if the Lord tarries, we know where we're going to end up. Absolutely. You know, and the nice thing about the rapture, one of the many nice things about the rapture is the rapture is for living believers as well as those who've already departed. So, uh, the as the Bible calls it, the resurrection, uh, either way, you're going to be raptured. So, <laughs> you might be with the Lord, and then, okay, it's time to get your glorified body and be resurrected. Uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 explain that the rapture happens uh, kind of a, a very fast two-parter. The dead in Christ rise, and boom, almost instantly after, those who are alive in Christ are raptured as well. So, the rapture's for all of us who are saved, but you're right, man. Establish your hearts or uh, settle it in your mind or come to grips with is really what James is saying here. He says, hey, you understand the Lord's coming is at hand, but it's in God's timing and not our timing. And so we've got to learn patience. And Brother, I don't know about you, but I think patience is probably one of the least used virtues in humanity, wouldn't you say? Oh, I definitely agree, Nathan. And that's, I, I mean, we wrestle with that every day. I wrestle with that every day. And that is the, uh, and even when I think I'm patient, I realize I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's like a child, right? A child is five, 10 years, you know, they're impatient. They, everything seems to take forever because their frame of context is the amount of, of days they've lived. I always wondered why as I got older, it seemed like life was going faster and faster and faster. And so I was reading this good article by a psychologist, and he was explaining 
that as we get older, we have more years. And so the time appears faster for us because we have more time to reference. You know, a child only has a few years to reference. So uh, five minutes for them in comparison and ratio to the amount of time they're living is, is very short, but it seems long for them because it's a small chunk of that time. Well, brother, uh, for us, it seems like, okay, well, time is really going fast, but how must it be for God who's eternal? You know, when it, the Bible says that a thousand years is like a day for him, not is a day, but like a day. In other words, what is a thousand years to God? For us as humans who have short lives, it's, it's like a day, but for God, a thousand years is like a day. So uh, for God, it's only two days has passed since his crucifixion and resurrection. Uh, but it's coming, brother. It's coming. We just, we got it. We're like children. And so we have to realize that his timing is seen differently than our timing is. Absolutely. Excellent point. Again, I want to thank you for being part of our program today. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, as we're talking about patient and suffering, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Ministry of Lamb, uh, Lamb Lion Ministries. And again, we're very uh, excited because the scripture encourages us to establish yourself, to be patient. Uh, God is outside of time. God has a wonderful work that he is doing and he's still continuing to do in the lives of many people that don't know him. So while we want to be with the Lord, there are many family members, friends of ours that don't know Jesus. And we want the Lord to be patient so that uh, be with them as well so that they can come and enter into the kingdom. And Nathan, of course, Paul is kind of saying to Timothy, Timothy, these are the things that the farmers, this is how farmers operate. They know that by being patient and waiting and cultivating and doing the work that eventually the fruit will come. And uh, we believe that that is exactly what's going to happen. We believe this harvest is almost over. We see the signs of the times everywhere. We see Israel back in its land. We see prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. So I believe, Nathan, that we don't really have that much time left. I don't believe so either. Uh, it was interesting when we were writing the book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation, where uh, for those who don't know, Vic and I wrote a book uh, that teaches you angelology, but also takes you through verse by verse through the book of Revelation. And there are a time where you get to the three woes, and it, it seems like Jesus himself steps out and harvests the earth. And so the book of Revelation is written as if it's Jesus' victory is already completed. So we can be ironclad sure that the farmer eventually has to harvest the crop. I mean, it's got to happen. Otherwise, the farmer goes bankrupt. He has no money. What was the point of planting it to begin with? And so humanity, is, as the Bible explains, is like a harvest. Every era... Every age has people that are faithful and uh, are saved, and uh, they are harvested. And so we know from the Bible that even though Jesus promised he will come back, the book of Revelation shows us that in God's mind, it, 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 he's outside of time. It's, it's like a past event for him. Uh, he's already celebrating his victory. So it's a foregone conclusion that Jesus will return, but we're in that point in the timeline that it hasn't reached that victory yet, that heart mm -hmm. yet. And uh, so from our perspective, then, uh, Vic, what, what are we supposed to be doing while we're waiting for this to happen? Well, Nathan, and that's why I believe that we need to be busy about the Lord's business. This is a great opportunity for us to be evangelizing, for us to be sharing the good news of Jesus with the many people that come in our path. Because we see that the Lord tells us to that, that we're to occupy till he comes. In other words, uh, rather than worrying or being upset or bummed out because he hasn't returned, look at it as an opportunity to earn your heavenly rewards 
by doing what you're called to do now. Remember that the Lord gave us a command. He commissioned us to go and make disciples of all nations. And this is exactly not the, this is, has become the great omission rather than the great commission, because instead of going, we're sort of sitting around, right, Nathan? And that's kind of sad. Right. The Lord, before he left, gave the church marching orders. You can read about in Acts 1.8. We're to go into the world and share the gospel. It's the Holy Spirit's job to lead a person to Christ and get him saved. But our job is to let people know about what Jesus did for us on the cross and his resurrection. To be living witnesses by our holy living, uh, to evangelize the world. Uh, that's what the Lord has called us to do. So uh, think of the if the Lord is the farmer, then we're the workers. We're, we're his uh, employees, you could say. We're out there, and sometimes the Lord gives you large tracts of land, and some, most of us really, very small little plots, but we're supposed to be diligent in those little plots. And who knows, maybe you're going to lead the last person of the church age to come know Jesus as, your, as their Savior. And so the rapture will finally happen. I mean, we don't know who the who's going to be led to the Lord, who the last person is, but you might have a part in it. But in the meantime, you're right, brother. The Lord has given us working order. We're out there in the fields. We're supposed to be doing something. We're not living for ourselves. We're not living to to get rich for the sake of getting rich. We know we're not supposed to be living for pleasure or you know, what our 401k will be. That Those are all things that are part of living, but that's not what we're meant to be doing. Uh, the Lord's got work for us. And brother, I look forward to that time where he talks about our rest. I'm looking for that rest in the Lord, that millennial kingdom. He's going to have work for us, sure, but uh, it's a time of peace and rest. And brother, I am looking forward to that in whatever form that takes. Absolutely, Nathan. I think that is fantastic. And again, just continue to be busy uh, with whatever the Lord has put in your hands, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, whether it's here or different parts of the world, whether it's missions, whichever way, uh, let's make a difference. Uh, we're going to re we're going to take you now to another uh, two more passages. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to turn with me to James chapter one, verses two and four. I'm going to read those for you. And then Nathan is going to take you to uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. As uh, so we continue to encourage you in patience, uh, again, God's timing is different than ours. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, uh, lacking nothing. So again, we see here that God has a wonderful work, a perfect work that he wants to do in our lives. And we just not, we just need to line up uh, with his timing. And also, Nathan, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, would you be able to take us there? Sure. Uh, one kind of uh, observation of what you just read there, it's interesting that we kind of look at ourselves as a, well, we're saved, so that's it. But that's not the case at all. We're fruit as well, and we're developing. You know, I, I still see myself as a green tomato. <laughs> eventually grow into a nice red tomato, so to speak, spiritually. Uh, the life is here for the act of sanctification. Sure, the Lord wants us to work, but we got to remember that the Lord is doing a work in us. Yes. He wants us to develop and become uh, uh, ready for harvest as well. So don't forget that. That while we're here to serve the Lord in, in his fields, that we're also the fruit that the Lord's trying to grow. And so let him work in you. Now, yeah. uh, 2 Peter 3, 8 through 9 reads, But beloved, isn't that neat? The Lord calls us beloved. 
do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, like a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord isn't slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, I, I referred to this verse a little earlier about a day being like a thousand years being like a, or for us, is like a day for the Lord. But I like that, Vic, you pointed out verse 9 here. Uh, the Lord promised he'd return. So it says here the Lord isn't slack. In other words, he's He's not like just humming and hawing and, and not going to come. It says, no, 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 no. Uh, he's long-suffering towards us. In other words, he, again, wants every person possible in the church age come to know him as Savior. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Uh, he wishes everybody came to him, but we know not everybody will. He wants everybody to come to repentance who's meant to come to repentance during this age. And again, when that happens, boom, there he is. The rapture happens. We're up in I heaven. And the tribulation time period starts. I love it. And, you know, Nathan, that's why we're called to share the good news of Jesus in various ways. I love uh, Franklin Ram Graham Samaritan's Purse. One of the greatest way they preach the gospel is through uh, their relief, uh, their emergency relief. And they go to these countries. They bring aid. They bring food. They bring supplies. But then they share the gospel with them. They share the good news of Jesus, even in the midst of tragedies. We can turn things around because, Nathan, we forget that, you know, the, the, the rest of the world is very different than America. We're very blessed here. So it can it can cause us to be a little bit impatient and sometimes not really re realizing what's happening around the world. When we see the rest of the world, people are dying of poverty. Uh, they don't have a lot of the resources that we have. And what we need to be doing is also looking for ways. Hey, how can we reach uh, the unreached? Uh, with the with the resources that that God has given to us, and and that'll hopefully teach us a little more more patient, so that we can make an impact around the world. Yeah, you know we're really stuck in a bubble, aren't we? We we don't see how the bigger picture is that God's working with. Uh, my daughter, she does a lot of cross stitching, and there's a wonderful pattern on the front. But when she flips it over, you get to see how all the threads are tangled and knotted and connect to each other. And that's uh, how God sees it. He sees behind the cross stitch to what's all going on. And we can't see that. So I just love that old hymn, uh, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. And, and really, that's what in the end of it. We just have to put our trust in the Lord, obey him and fulfill his great commission, and just trust that he's got everything all together. And so when he's ready to come, they'll come. That'll be the time. I love that. I love that expression and that wonderful illustration, Nathan. That is really fantastic. I'm going to steal that from you and use it in one of my teachings. So <laughs> I didn't write the song. Oh, that was great. But Nathan, uh, talking about that, you know, it, it's just amazing as we talk about patience and time and being outside of time. I just realized our segment of the program is uh, almost over. But the idea here is, hey, if you've been part of this program and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, uh, the Lord is coming soon. There are signs all around us of his soon return. And we don't want you to be left behind. We don't want you to be left out of the kingdom. So we want to give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord. 
wherever you are, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what are you waiting for? That passage that Nathan shared in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 9, that's talking about you. The door is being held open so that you will have an opportunity to enter in. So Nathan, will you be able to speak to that person on the other side right now that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start the relationship before it's too late? Well, we have to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. I think that's the biggest problem is ourselves. We want to control our own lives, and we always make a mess of it. But God, who created the universe and knows everything, isn't he a better person to run our lives? He knows what's best for us, and he's got our best interests at heart. He calls us here in 2 Peter 3, beloved. He loves us. And Jesus loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross in your place. Matter of fact, we all are under the wrath of God until we put our faith and trust in Jesus and accept his salvation. We are saved from our sins, saved from the penalty of our sins, and saved from eternal death and hell. And you can accept that free gift from the Lord by reaching out in faith and in repentance and uh, pray something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. And Lord, please be the Lord and Savior of my life. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, your sins will be forgiven, the guilt will be washed away, and you'll inherit a new life and that promise of eternal life with him. Mm, fantastic. Thank you so much, Nathan. Hey, maybe you pray that prayer for the first time from wherever you are and you meant it from your heart. Reach out to us. Let us know. 305-992-9537. You can post there on this social media or you can text us and we would love to send you a Bible and a study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we want to congratulate you because the Bible teaches that every time one person repents, there's a celebration in heaven. So Nathan Knight will rejoice with you if you made that decision to follow Jesus. We're very excited. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing the wonderful invitation and also for opening up these wonderful scriptures to us and again, encouraging us to continue to be patient. Well, brother, I thank you for uh, getting a chance to minister with you again and you all be blessed this week. Put your faith and trust in Jesus.